Hey, Chrissy here. I am a landscape architect and the owner of Kismet Design. I am a very process-driven designer, and I love sharing what I do and how I do it with anyone who's interested. Reaching your true potential and achieving your own personal goals will not happen by chance. You have to set your intentions, make a plan, and do the work. Thank you for joining me to nerd out on design. Don't forget to subscribe and to share too. Let's create something great together. Before we jump in, I want to introduce my co-host for the day, Colleen Hansen. For those of you familiar with Kismet Design, you know Colleen. For those of you that don't, she is not only a fabulous designer, but is also a magician with WordPress and a collaborator on almost all things Kismet, from scheduling, marketing, project coordination, and design. There's no task too big or too small. She's in it all. Thank you so much for collaborating with me today on yet another adventure. Yay, I'm so excited to be here. So to start off, let's talk about how you got into landscape design. So for me, I kind of grew up around the world, um, the landscape world for most of my life. My dad started out when I was little, little. He was a um, he worked in an apple orchard, <clears throat> so he started out with that. And then when we moved to Idaho, he became an arborist um, and has been with the same company ever since. Um, and so I was always just around him, you know, pruning trees, showing me how to prune trees and asking me what trees and shrubs there were around us and quizzing me on all that fun stuff. And he did side jobs um, for some of his pruning clients and uh, I would get to go with him, so help him build walls or just, you know, refresh landscaping as needed, things like that. Um, so that was just something that I was kind of always in and around. And then going into high school and college and stuff, it was something that I didn't really think of as even like a profession, really. It was just, oh, that's what my dad does. <laughs> so I didn't really think too much of it. But once I got into college, I kind of started branching out from my major, which is in theater. Um, and when I was able to branch out and, um, you know, move my degree around and things like that, um, that's when I really got into, you know, plant identification classes and um, structures and different things like that. Um, and that's when uh, I kind of just leaned into the minor. I didn't really expect it to go the way that it did, but that's what I ended up having by the end of the four years. Um, and then after that, I, you know, kind of bounced around from job to job and then um, just kind of like took a chance at one point going from working in like web design and things like that um, and just took a chance at applying for a landscape design job and I got it and that's pretty much I don't really want to do anything else. <laughs> well I'm glad. Um, so as far as like working collaboratively um, as you know all too well I struggle sometimes with delegation. Um, I like to think that I've gotten much better over the years. Yes. <laughs> um, we've worked together for off and on for what has it been six years or so, seven years, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, I've always had the mindset that if you want it done right, you've got to do it yourself. But being able to delegate and having a team, I am able to accomplish so much more. And I feel like you and I make a great team. And one of the things that 
you do really well is making it easier for me to delegate. Because I know that when I delegate a task to you, it will be completed accurately on time, usually faster than I <laughs> would think you could get it done. And definitely faster than what I can get it done when I'm spread too thin. Um, from your perspective, what's the most helpful element to successful delegation? I think for me, it's knowing exactly what needs to be done and when it needs to be done. I'm a very, very much a rule follower. If I have a rule, I will follow it. <laughs> so um, having lists, having just step-by-step -step of what needs to be done is really important just for how my brain functions and how I get tasks done. Um, so yeah, just knowing everything that's expected and upfront. So it's a little, it gets a little bit harder when I don't know if I get pieces of information as I work, because sometimes, you know, if I start on something and then I get a, you know, a secondary piece of information that I didn't have before, then I, it's, you know, comes into like backtracking a little bit like, oh, does that change this, this, and this that I already did? Or do I need to add something else or things like that? So um, knowing everything upfront and exactly when it needs to be done by is, is uh, really important for me. Um, so in terms of like process and expectations, do you feel like having really clearly defined processes and everything documented, obviously you've helped me do a lot of the documentation of our processes, mm -hmm. uh, but is that something that you find helps to kind of create that rigidity, those rules to, to follow, to keep things moving? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Having those just in place, even just basic processes in place, just so I know like, okay, yeah, like this is going to, um, you know, I'm going to do this concept. And then after concept, I'm going to do, um, you know, the revisions and then after revisions is planning plan, just having some kind of framework, just so that the way that, you know, my list brain works, I can just kind of check things off as we do them. Um, of our processes that we've got documented or templates, what, what couples stand out to you that you feel like are one of those, like, must have hands down, like everyone should do? I think if in the landscape world, especially, you know, if you're doing design is just what your design process is. Because I think if that's not completely worked out, um, it can be hard to know exactly what's going to happen next. And I think having a completely drawn out and fleshed out design process makes it so that no one is guessing like, oh, if I if I do this now, does that mean I have to do this next step or is it this next step? And I think not having that tends to kind of snowball out of control. And then, you know, for us, it does that, but then also on, you know, the client end, of course, then it can just be confusing for everyone because then, you know, they feel like they're up in the air, like what's, what is exactly going on? What exactly are my next steps? Things like that. Yeah. Um, so for those of you that don't know, Colleen works remotely. Um, we're not even physically in the same state. <laughs> but we're still able to collaborate and work on most everything together. Um, so working remotely, obviously, in you know the increase in visibility of project tools like Zoom um, is becoming much more apparent and does help immensely. Um, 
but in terms of being a contributor to a team when you're not physically in the space, because we used to work together in the same space before, yeah. but now we don't. Um, yeah. So what, what things make it easier for you to work remotely and what makes you feel most part of the team in not being in the same physical space in an office? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think the biggest things are that we have Zoom meetings. You know, we have them once, if not twice a week. So that's a pretty big deal just of, you know, not only just knowing everything that's going on, especially with projects that are in installation and things like that, but just being able to check in, even if it's just like, oh, how's your weekend? How's your week? You know, things like that. Um, I think it's good just to make make me feel like I'm, you know, still kind of there in a way. <laughs> um and yeah, just having those meetings and and even being able to email throughout the week, um, you know, even if it's not a right away, you know, answer question kind of thing, it's nice that we always have that kind of contact. Um, and even though it sounds more of an organizational thing, the calendar is also a big deal to me to be able to feel a part of everything that's going on because we do have so many working pieces happening all the time that it's nice just to see, okay, yeah, these, you know, two, three projects are an installation, these are getting plants, these we're doing concept meetings for, you know, things like that. There's just so many moving pieces that that just makes it so much easier to know what each of us are doing throughout the week. Um, You've worked remotely for other companies in the past, even out of the landscape industry. Yeah. What, what things do you feel like you've taken from that experience and used working together now, um, either good or bad things that, that you felt like really worked or things that didn't, that we've done differently. Yeah. I think for me, I'm a pretty self-motivated person for the most part. So I've, you know, in previous places where I've done work remotely, I've had some, um, people where they really want to micromanage, I guess is the best way to describe it, where it's, you know, every new thing that comes in or every, um, you know, task even is just, I'm getting another phone call. So then I spend a lot of my time just on the phone, re-explaining something that, you know, either could have been done in an email or, you know, something like that, or like maybe, you know, a one, one day a week meeting would have solved to just go through everything instead of every single, you know, hour I'm getting a new phone call about a new thing. (laughs) Yeah. So just like consolidating those kinds of times when, you know, you are trying to plan and you are trying to figure next steps for projects. Um, that's a, it's just works so much better. Um, so everyone, again, just knows what's happening up front and it's not a guessing game and, you know, no one feels like they're being watched and, um, you know, micromanaged all the time. <laughs> that's good. I, I don't have the time or the patience to even think about micromanaging and you definitely don't need it Um, to get stuff done faster than I have a chance to even think about, oh, is this done? Yep, it's already done. Um, In in terms of working remotely, um, we kind of talked about like what, what things work well. What do you find is the most challenging part to working remotely versus being in person? I think it has a lot to do with scheduling just because, you know, if we're in person and when we did work in person, it was easy just, you know, turn the chair around and be like, oh, hey, so-and-so emailed me. They can't do these days, but can't do these. When can we figure that out? And it can be done, you know, pretty much right done in there. 
but um you know working remotely on both end it's like well we do have to kind of have you know sometimes there's a day or two when it's like okay we aren't sure of what the schedule is yet so we do have to wait you know phone calls emails to come in first before things can get figured out so I think it's uh, most of it is just scheduling just you know there's just a little bit more lag and I'm I'm just such a I have to get things done right away as soon as I get the email so <laughs> Um, that's, that's really it. That's really all I can think of is just, yeah, you know, there's not an immediate, when can we figure this out right away? <laughs> yeah. For me, I think that the most challenging part is when we're working on design stuff together, we've gotten a really good system now. Um, but still like some of that back and forth and like, Oh, yeah. what do you think about this? Or if we slightly shift that it, it's still a little bit clunky, yeah. um, kind of going back and forth with that um mm -hmm. it's obviously much better than you as as we kind of evolve the system but I feel like there's something about like being able to just stand at someone's desk with some trace paper and like sketch things out that yeah exactly <laughs> not as easy over zoom but it's still yep. you get it it still works really well yeah at least um, it's doable but yeah there's definitely it feels clunky at times for sure <laughs> Um, one of the things that um, I've talked to a couple people recently about is using Asana as a mm -hmm. scheduling and a CRM tool. Um, is We've used that in multiple different ways, and it's definitely uh, evolved, especially in terms of our client tracking mm -hmm. um, to kind of keep things simplified and streamlined. Um, but in terms of organizational systems, we talked about the calendar which is a, a really great tool and we've got our calendar set up so that you can add meetings to my calendar I can add meetings to yours we've got mm -hmm. other collaborative calendars for construction and design meetings and all of that um, but same same goes for Asana um, what what things in Asana work the best for you and what things do you do you wish that maybe we had the capability to do in that mm -hmm. I think with Asana, the best thing is just, like I said, I've, I'm such a list maker. So just being able to make myself lists on, um, you know, my own task list, list for the week, but then also within each client task, you can make your own list of tasks or add comments and make edits and things like that, which is really nice. And just the capability of, it sounds so simple, but just the capability of being able to drag and drop things from different categories makes it really easy to keep things moving and where they need to be at all times. Um, I think because we do use Google Calendar so much and we rely on that so heavily that I know that Asana, I believe has a calendar function, but we don't use it much because it seems like it's doubling up. And that's a, a thing with like, cause you can track, you know, in Asana where clients are and you can also put due dates and things like that on them. And I think having Google Calendar already and us using that so heavily kind of negates that in Asana almost. Um, so if like sometimes it's it doesn't get updated as much just because we're constantly moving stuff on Google Calendar. And then it's like, oh, well, if I move on Google Calendar, do I really need to update that on Asana or is that not necessary or, you know, so that it feels like it's a function that we don't typically use. And I don't know if maybe that's something we want to, but Google calendars work so effectively that it, yeah, just like negates the need for it on Asana. It's funny that you say uh, dragging and dropping things uh, is one of your favorite tools because that is the thing that I love the most about it. Yeah. Whenever I just slide something over from one task to the other, 
Um, yeah. especially on our on our client sheet where it goes from base plan to concept designs to revisions, like dragging those over is there's something really satisfying about it. Very, I love that. that very satisfying. That and their little um every time you uh complete something, it gives a little congratulations. <laughs> yeah. You complete a lot more things on on Asana than I do though. <laughs> um on the uh one of the other things that you you touched on a little bit on Asana that I think is worth uh, talking about a little bit more is the like the ability to kind of brain dump in there um, yes. and put ideas, whether it's for blog posts or for um, our newsletter, things like that, where I can just quickly put put some thoughts. Um, you can chat back, and we can have just kind of a, a list of things that kind of is ever ever growing in that, that doesn't have to be like in a word document or linked yeah. to something. It's just all of our notes collaboratively there, which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice, especially, yeah. Like for blog posts, just jotting down a quick idea and you don't have to flesh it out. You don't have to, you know, spell check it even. It's just something really quick that you can, you know, get that thought out really fast before you lose it. <laughs> And even like, you know, in our client sheets and stuff like that in Asana, it's really nice. You know, if they're in the middle of permitting, sometimes there's so many notes that you're getting from the county about changes or if, you know, a code changes or something like that, it's easy just to, you know, mark that in their specific, you know, client section and just say like, oh, we emailed them on this date. And it's just a quick thing where like, you don't really need to send a whole email about that, but it's nice to note it somewhere. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that and having having those dates, I do find a lot of it is a little bit repetitive because of how we use the calendar. Yeah. Uh, but it's also nice to see, especially when we're doing our our Monday planning meetings, mm -hmm. looking at the client list and going, okay, you know, when did we send that? How long has that been? Instead of having to double check email double or check. how yeah. long ago was it that we met to review concepts <laughs> and should we email the check-in because we haven't heard from them. And so right. having those dates on there is is helpful for that, but it is a little bit repetitive. Mm -hmm. um, but the I have my Asana tasks linked to my calendar. Um, so any date that gets updated in Asana also gives me a chime on my calendar, but it's it's kind of hidden. I have to actively mm -hmm. open it up because we've got so much other so stuff much. on the calendar that <laughs> yeah. kind of takes precedence. I was thinking it would be fun to talk about kind of what, what your goals are, what your thoughts are for how, um, how things will grow in your career and in our collaboration together. For me, I, I love what I do and it's, you know, I think that there's a lot of people and I've talked with my husband about this and friends and stuff like that, that there's a lot of people, um, that think that I don't know how to word this correctly <laughs> that think that going up the like the corporate ladder is like the end-all be-all kind of thing like you know they have to get to the top of you know whatever whatever they're, they're doing but I think for me like the I think a lot of people a lot of people don't realize is that these positions that are still there, they still have to be filled. Those people still have to exist and that work still has to get done. And so like, I, you know, it, I think sometimes it can sound kind of bad, like, oh, I, I don't, I don't want to be a business owner. I don't want to, you know, do that kind of thing. 
But I think for me, it's just realizing that, you know, you know what you want to do and what makes you happy and, you know, what gives you that work-life balance that you want and, you know, all of those fun things, you know, that get wrapped into the same package. But so like, I think for me, it's like, I'm so happy where I'm at. I'm so happy, you know, being a landscape designer and what I get to do day in and day out. Like there's always so many changes to what I do. I'm never doing the same thing every day ever. <laughs> um, and, you know, of course, like I, um, you know, within my landscape designer role, like I want to be able to move up in that specific role, if that makes sense. Like I want to be able to work on, you know, my own designs and, you know, things like that. But, you know, I don't have that same, um, that same inspiration or whatever of like, I have to be business owner. I have to, you know, I have to keep climbing, climbing, climbing because where I'm at, I'm just, I'm so happy with what I get to do every single day that I don't feel the need that I have to like keep climbing that ladder. I, I totally understand what you mean. I think the the whole corporate ladder idea is really very off-putting to me as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. The whole idea of it is kind of, ugh. Um, but I think part of the nature of landscape design, you kind of have like some of those like milestone moments with each project. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. not like it, an achievement where it's like you have to keep on like doing more and more and more in, yeah. in your career so much as like just as projects evolve and as clients evolve and each project is kind of like another rung in the ladder for lack of a better analogy but yeah it, each of those projects and each tasks you you tackle I mean every project you're learning something new especially with some yeah. of the tricky projects that we've had lately, especially with permitting and that, like we've both yeah. learned a ton about certain things that we just haven't worked on as much yeah, over exactly. the few years. And so those things really, like, I find that to be one of the most satisfying things is just feeling like each project, like I'm constantly learning and constantly like building it and growing without needing yeah. to feel like I'm, I'm on like a, a step system that I need to, right. to get to. It, it's just kind of a little bit more of an or organic growth. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that was something, I think that kind of corporate ladder thing is kind of starting to be a little more outmoded than it once was. But even just, you know, when I was growing up, that was kind of the thing. Like, that's what you did. You went to college and then you just, you, you know, you constantly moved up, 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 and there wasn't any stopping. And, um, you know, no one ever really tells you like, oh yeah, no, like, you can be happy where you're at. You can be happy with what you're doing and, you know, things like that. So it's kind of nice to like come to that realization and just be like, no, like this is great. This is going well. And, you know, I love learning and growing within, you know, what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. I enjoy it too. And I enjoy working <laughs> with you. Um, so uh, to wrap up, I just wanted to Thank you again for joining me and being the first kind of co-hosted interview, whatever you want to call it for the podcast. Yeah, um, this is so much it's fun. Been, it's been good and fun and I'm excited and I appreciate you uh, helping me, but also being the guinea pig for the process. <laughs> um, it's been great. So thank you. Yeah, it's been so fun. I'm sure you're going to have um, some super wonderful guests soon as well. And one more last plug, uh, you can find out more about Colleen on our website at kismetdesignco.com. 
And there's also a link in her bio to her Etsy page. Uh, she makes some really cool things. So definitely check that out too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> To wrap up, I want to thank you for your time. I hope the ideas discussed today have left you feeling excited and energized. As I build both my business and my life, I value the support and feedback you provide. I would love for you to reach out to me to let me know what you think, give me ideas, or just to connect. Please don't forget to subscribe and also share with a friend. Until next time, go create something wonderful.